0: Welcome, 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 welcome back, film fans! This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana, and I'm Vaughn, and we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. Oh yeah! We're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 54. Oh yeah, let's do it.
1: This episode we'll be reviewing Harriet. And Dr. Sleep. Yeah. So, Tawana, what are we sipping on today?
0: Oh, I'm glad you asked. Of course. Because it's Harriet season.
1: Yes, it is. It's Harriet season. It's
0: fall. Yep. Damn near winter, actually. If you live in the Northeast.
1: It's cold right now.
0: You are hard nippled out right now. All right. <laughs>
1: hard nipple season. <laughs>
0: because this is fireplaces, if you got that type of vibe. This is uh, Tim's in the Northeast. Right. Hoodies.
1: This For is sure. a little
0: more than hoodie season. This is a hoodie plus an extra yeah, jacket. Yeah, you get a little coat Because mm-hmm. it's getting a little cold. But what I'm doing right now is some hometown stuff. And it's called Brooklyn Chocolate Stout. Okay. Nice. Out of Brooklyn, New York, of course, from the Brooklyn Brewery. Uh, this is this is pretty much their famous black um, chocolate stout, and I picked it because we're feeling real melanated in this episode. Absolutely, more than usual. Chocolate time because we've got we've got a heroine of ours that we are celebrating.
1: Yes, we are celebrating her, and
0: not only in her film, but in her her, in her life, life, her altruism, mm-hmm. her 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 everything, and her inspiration really. So for sure. Um. You can't get blacker than chocolate stout. (laughs) And you can't get further north besides Canada than New York. Right. So so this is why I picked it. I thought it was a good pick. Uh, I had to unfortunately retire my lovely series of pumpkin ales because, you know. We're all happy about it. No, you're happy about it. I'm happy about it. it. Some people really like pumpkin. I this, okay, this I pumpkin think you should you know that. Okay. I know. It's a tasty beverage. It's all right.
1: I'm it's glad okay. you're enjoying it. The I do. F- the fall season and, is here. You do what you And do. I'm sad
0: about moving forward, but we must move on because there are other things besides pumpkin. <laughs> That's right. There are stouts. There are ales. There are warmers. There are a tremendous amount. There are Christmas ales that are coming up. Nice. So there are a lot of things happening. So anyway, I digest by saying. You, I'm sorry. I digress. You, you digest. Or digress? <laughs> I digress. Okay. <laughs> by saying we'll move on okay. to this eighteenth uh, century, you know, um, Russian imperial stout that Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Brewery has made. Uh, the beer was brewed to be strong, to be hoppy. It was made in Russia to survive like the seas, the, like the long uh, sea voyage they would have. Um, it's specifically made for. Uh, The Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia. Mm -hmm. And so this is why it was an imperial stout. So um, it's brewed uh, in its modern classic form to be dark, full of chocolate aroma, um, tons of malts, about six, uh, three distinct mashes. Uh, This stout is, is really... Just a true toast of the winter season. Okay. Uh, They have it in many countries, and it's really best served with uh, a lot of dessert. So I'm having it today. I had it with uh, a grilled meat. I had What do we have, turkey? Turkey or proserami. I I don't know. It was turkey. It was turkey. Anyway, you're supposed to have it with- She's had a few of
1: those, by the way, folks. Uh, This is 10%
0: ABV, 10%. (laughs) So, yes. Okay. Our our guest, (laughs) producer Chauncey, is having one. Don't have another if you're driving, (laughs) Chauncey. Thanks for, ha- thanks for coming yeah, in. Absolutely, Chelsea. Taking over Thank for you. this bum Alex. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, Alex is working today. Alex folks. is working. Marriage, all that good <laughs> Um <laughs> But anyway, this is really just a winter drink. It's good with dark chocolates. It's good with um, uh, any real chocolate desserts, ice cream, fine cheeses. Uh, it's really made to be like a fireside sort of beer. Okay. That's why the deep richness, it, it pours out into about a finger of a head which is exactly okay. as I'm saying. Right. It's got a rich, uh, strong malt, bitter chocolate taste, a little bit of coffee. Some people could say it's got a bit of a soy sauce hit to it. I mm. don't taste that. Um, but it's very tasty. And I think if you're wise about this, you wouldn't chill it too long or at least let it get, let it warm a little, pulling it out of the fridge so you can really taste all the flavors, get a lot of the aroma. Um, it's pretty good. And I'm not real big on bitterness and this has got a little bit of a bite, but it's smooth enough to make it, uh, to make it comfortably drinkable. And like I said, throw some, throw some dessert with it. I would really eat this with like a slice of chocolate mousse or a couple of Fre- Ferrero Rochers or hazelnut bites. Or bite a brownie. Or a brownie. You could do that. Anything that's, that's going to be a little sweeter than this beer, but rich. So they sort of cut each other up.
1: Okay. Yeah?
0: Does that make sense? All right. So what do you got, Vaughn?
1: Well, in honor of Harriet Tugman and all of our dear ancestors who paved the way for us and America, uh, Uncle Nearest, I found the small batch. Exactly. It's about American history, folks. I found Uncle Nearest's 1884 small batch whiskey in a a, uh, liquor store in Harlem, USA, and I've been looking for this because I wanted to try it because I, I love Uncle Nearest the other the other one and I wanted to ha- try the small batch. So in honor of Harriet, I, I wanted to have this today. Uh, what's beautiful about the small batch is this, this is personally selected by the CEO and co-founder uh, Fawn Weaver at the, the distillery and uh, shout out to Fawn because she is the only black female distributor in this country and I shout out to her and Uncle is family and uh the beauty of this is that it's selected personally by the her and and the uh founders there and also it carries the each bottle carries the name of one of the descendants of uncle nearest and so this bottle that i'm drinking from today has um, a butler on it it's uh, v ed butler and so i'm gonna enjoy this in the name of uncle nearest green
0: and miss butler
1: and and miss butler and also harriet tugman so, like I said, I shout out to all of them for everything that they have done and uh, the way that they provided for us. The thing about this whiskey, it's been aged at least seven years, so it's, it's got a nice, good, full body taste to it. And you know, I'm a, I'm a Kentucky bourbon person, so this is from Tennessee, but I really appreciate it, and and I, I drink it as often as I can. It's it has a sweeter vanilla note to it. I've been I've had it. Uh, a few times here today while we've been preparing for the show and i had it on ice and now i'm drinking it neat and i actually prefer it neat and on the on the website they have uh several different recipes to try it with and I, i'm gonna do the honey treat uh sometime this weekend i, yeah, I feel yeah. like i'm gonna have it with it's a little bit it's gonna be of cold honey. weekend so yeah it's gonna be nice and cold and this is a nice way to warm up so I would definitely recommend you going out and find this Uncle Nearest. It's 1884. It's the small batch whiskey. You can and it's 93 proof and it's it's definitely, you know, I feel the proofness in it. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> let's see what is it. It's uh, 46.5 ABV. So it's uh it's it's gonna take you there wherever you want to go. But um, so I'm definitely I enjoying it and I will that. definitely have it again. <laughs> and um, so let's just celebrate that. And so. As a part of industry news, let's jump into that a little bit. Jump into you know, it's, what what amazes me since we're going to be talking about Herrick today is because it's made over twelve million dollars already, and, yeah. and they one it was a surprise hit, and they really didn't have the high hopes for it like it like it's doing. But what I, what I've seen from the experience of seeing the movie is that. Black people are going to this movie yeah, in droves. especially in
0: their neighborhoods.
1: Yes, in, definitely in Harlem and other neighborhoods ar- around the city and around Chicago, the country. In uh,
0: in the in the Bay Area.
1: And my 92-year-old mother wants to go see it, and I'm trying to figure out a way to get her there in South Carolina. But one thing I have to say about it, I felt like it was a very, you know, because it had a lot of controversy and backlash because of, um, what's the actress's name? Cynthia Rivo Cynthia Rivo she's, she's Nigerian, right? She had some controversial comments about American actors, you know, before. But and it was so taken out of
0: context. It was
1: all taken out of context, and it, but it seems to have followed her thanks to social media, you know, continuing the trail. But I think she's not important in the tale of Harriet Tugman. The story of Harriet Tugman is important because Harriet was a trailblazer. She was a freedom fighter, obviously and, and she was she was a force of nature and if it wasn't for her we wouldn't be sitting here today Absolutely. so I, I just have to I'm, I'm thankful that the movie is making so much money I'm thankful that people are going to see it mm-hmm. and 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 regardless to whether you know I've been hearing a lot of conversations over the last two weeks about this film because black people seem to have a problem with the slave narrative, and I know it's because Hollywood.
0: I think it's different.
1: Hollywood has been, no, no, Hollywood has been telling the story forever and ever because we normally in Hollywood you get two stories about black people: you get slavery and you get civil rights, and we kind of it's usually or then you get the drug crime drama. I so, so I think that
0: that's changing in a lot of ways. It's slowly
1: changing, and I think that what I what I love about this film is that it doesn't really focus on her time as a slave, but her time as a freedom fighter. And I think that what people need to understand is that you need to give it a chance. Because I've heard people literally in conversations in the last two weeks who are just afraid to see it. Well, because they thinking it's going thinking to be, it's gonna be They're automatically and thinking that. That's because it is you, a brutal time. Right, but then you also get the counterpoint of, oh, well, it's not brutal enough. Oh, it's right. a, You know, we're not or, seeing enough of that. Or
0: they wanted a lot more. Right but you so know within there, the context of what we got there
1: is a fine line that that you have to play in telling the story and I, I love the fact that this film and we'll get into it later doesn't really delve into or doesn't live in the slavery part of it but lives in the freedom fighting part of it and we'll talk about that more in the show but um and also in industry news i think that is uh,
0: Can i just say one part to that to go ahead. industry news mm-hmm. there was another part about Cynthia Rivo and how some people were upset because she's Nigerian, right? even though she's British born, also British born, so she's right. a Nigerian Brit, which is like a double ax against her for some people <laughs> right. because mm-hmm. they felt like one, it should have been an American, a black American who would have played that role. Right. Let me really set you straight.
1: Okay, go for it. We
0: way. all are from Africa. Yes, we kay? are. Whether you got dropped off in Britain, because really, let's be honest, American blacks are the 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 part of the colonizers who came over, okay. So guess what? They came here. We didn't go there. We would still be. Then we would be British, basically. Right. Okay. So no matter what, we're all African. Whether you're West Indian, whether you've been Canadian, whether you've been British, yes. Whether you're American, it's all about those slave We are ships. all African. So for you to <laughs> to confuse this right. and downgrade and beat up this poor woman for even getting this part. She excelled at this role. Yes, she did. And proudly and humbly takes praise for it. And right. so the fuck what, she's got a British accent. She didn't steal a job, okay? There's still plenty of roles, and I know that the conflict is that we have issues, but things have gotten a lot better in terms of acting for yes. blacks. I'm not saying they're fantastic, but they've gotten a lot better, and we will talk more into that when I speak about my industry news. Right. And and I think you guys should just cut the shit. You're doing the job of the colonizer by browbeating your fellow sister. Give That's her a sec.
1: That's true. She
0: got a fucking job and she did a very good job. So, so cut the nonsense. Let's not be bashing each other That's for getting jobs that really all help us because she did do a fantastic job in portraying this heroine of ours. So please.
1: No, I hear you on Cut that. Cut your shit. And I think she did a, and like I said, I think she did a, a phenomenal job. We'll talk yeah. about it more right, in, in the review. But, but that was just the one part that. But what was interesting me about me. it, I, w- I was watching interviews with uh with the director talking about the casting of Cynthia and the fact that she just fit, she fit the body type, she had right. the strength and she had the ability, and she had the speed to do the role. Right. And that's and one thing they the were height. looking for with the with the casting of the of the character. And I think that she just. She was just phenomenal and, and the fact that she could also sing. She could, she could sing. She was physically a- in a- apt to do it. So right. there was just so many reasons why she should have had it. She's and an new god almost. Yeah, or oh, she she will be soon. She she's might gonna be. get it. She's, she she's might be she's definitely gonna get it. And um it's just it's it's just good to see it on film because you know what? Do you want Scarlett Johansson to play Harry and not. Because Scarlett Johansson feels like she can play every role. So I guess she could actually play this too. So if that's what you want we can have that too. We could
0: protest the fuck out of that. But
1: what I'm saying is, she <laughs> she can play everything else. So why not ha, be? a few others. Why not be a black enslaved woman? Yeah. You know. So, but you know. So, right So
0: that let's, is that let's is be grateful for what we exactly.
1: got. Exactly. So you know, and also in industry news, just to to shine a light on some things, um, Disney and Pixar have paired together to work uh, to produce a film called Soul, and it's going to be the first film that has a uh, an, an African American. Lead character,
0: but I thought we had that in that Princess and the Frog. No, 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 Wasn't no. she the lead in that?
1: She was the lead, but this story is all about the African American experience. It wasn't oh, okay. just about that. So that, it's, this is that
0: was a black princess. Yes, this is this is, this is, is a totally different gotcha.
1: kind of experience, and it's gonna be with Felicia Rashad.
0: So this is more realistic.
1: Yes, absolutely. Felicia Rashad and um, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. and it's gonna come out in 2020. So keep an okay. eye out for that. It'll be something great for the kids and for the adults who like to watch. You know these animated films by Disney and Pixar because uh Pixar is is kind of moving in a different direction. And they they definitely moved. They've, move they've changed their animation style too, so you'll get to s- see that coming out soon. And I'm I'm happy to see Felicia Rashad. Always, I I can watch her work forever. You yeah. as an animated character, I know she's going to bring the heat.
0: It's her voice, yeah. Absolutely,
1: and um so that's just one of the things to look forward to. And um, that's all I got, Tawana. What you got?
0: All right, so uh, you know, speaking of. Uh, the portrayal of blacks and within the African diaspora. Mm-hmm. I recently, as I'm sure others have, and if you haven't, please Google IMDb, the photograph. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Issa Rae with starring Issa Rae, Lake of Stanfield, uh, Kevin Harrison Jr., who we know from Loose. Oh yes. Uh, who's also going to be in another film, Waves, which I'm about to speak about. But this is directed by Stellar. I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. I believe her name is Maggie. Mm-hmm. She is uh, a director who's also done Insecure, Blackish, Grownish, uh, First Wives Club uh, with Joe Scott. And she's done a couple other, maybe a couple other films. But this film is absolutely beautiful the way it's shot, the way it's acted, uh, the, just the, the, the look of it. it. It's like honey on a screen. It's mm-hmm. so pretty and it's such a refreshing um it's such a refreshing thing to have to have us in more than just the tropes that you were just speaking of on. Mm-hmm. Um very lovish.
1: Yeah, they're, they're taking a nod back to those those right. 90s.
0: Those 90s sort of love black stories where films. it's like black love cuz black love exists. Yes it does. Okay. Um, in all its forms. Okay? Don't get that twisted. Gay, straight, whatever. It works and it lives true and real. Yes, it does. Okay, so, but this this looks amazing. Um, what's his name, Little Rel, the comedian? Oh yeah, he He's was in, in it uh, too. Get Out. He mm-hmm. was in Get Out. He's in it too. Trailer looks amazing. Uh, it's got a couple like hits from like her on it and somebody else. But check it out, it looks really cool. Uh, that's one that I'm really excited about. That comes out mm, around, around uh, I guess, Valentine's Day-esque? So that'll be a good, like, date. Um, Next up, Waves, starring Kevin Harrison Jr. again, Sterling K. Brown, uh, directed by Trey Edward Schultz. Uh, Schultz? Schultz? Schultz. It looks like Schultz, but with an S. So Mispronouncing it? Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, he did It Comes at Night. So I'm excited for the way this has been shot. The look of it is also very brilliant. I'm really liking the way blacks are being shot. People are taking a very interested, I should say, people filmmakers are taking a very, very interesting take on what it is to shoot black people. And I don't mean just black filmmakers cuz Trey is a white man. So, he, he obviously cares about how the imagery looks of a person. So, and then in the realistic theme of that and how uh how important it is just to shoot realistically in terms of lighting. Uh, so that's very exciting because everybody loves Sterling K, right? He's like the father, the matriarch of this uh, family in a suburban, um, suburban community, trying to push his family forward. And so that looks like it has some interesting dynamics in terms of family. Okay. Uh photograph is romance, of course. And third, The Invisible Man.
1: She showed me her fingers, folks. I did. I did,
0: as in three. Like we're being videotaped. Yes. Um, (laughs) Okay. Elizabeth Moss, um, Aldous Hodge, Storm Reed, uh, directed by Lee Winnell, who did Insidious, saw Upgrade. If you've not seen the, what was it, 90s, early 2000s, Kevin Bacon, Invisible Man. This is very similar in, yeah. in, in tone and context. It's very like thriller, horror esque. Elizabeth uh, Moss. Moss is doing her thing. Um, if you don't know Elizabeth Moth* of uh, Bridesmaid Tale, what am I saying?
1: You said moth, but it's fine. Moth. Keep going.
0: Ross. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Too <Tim> many <laughs>
1: chocolate beers over there.
0: Two. Well, they are 10%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm loving that. And I'm sorry, one more thing, because I know this is lengthy. Yes. Denzel Washington's got two films that are being brought to television. One which has been renamed by NBC. Uh, the Bone Collector has been renamed to Lincoln Rhymes, Hunt for the Bone Collector, and a Queen Latifah executive produ- executively produced uh, television show, The Equalizer. Mm-hmm. So congrats to that. And that's my industry news.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Listen, we're a full service. Yes, we are. Program here. <laughs> I know I was a little winded, but it's alright. Yes, Y'all get over it.
1: Yes, you were. Um, let's jump into Harriet. Let's
0: do Harriet. Let's do Harriet. All right. So Harriet. Harriet is the story of. I lost my prompt. Oh <laughs> so goodness. sorry.
1: Tawana, get, get it. What's I got happening? you. I got you. There we go.
0: Harriet, the extraordinary tale of Harriet Tubman's escape from slavery and transformation into one of America's greatest heroes, whose courage, ingenuity, and tenacity freed hundreds of slaves and changed the course of American history yes. forever. Uh, directed by Casey Lemons, mm-hmm. of new school, uh, alum. new school alum like us, mm-hmm. of Eve's um, Bayou Fair, everybody knows her, and she's done many other things besides that, but that's... Her most famous accomplishment as
1: a director, as yes. a
0: director and mm-hmm. writer. Yes. Um, and as as she has co-wrote this screenplay, Uh starring Cynthia Erivo, Leslie Odom, Jr., Joe Alwyn, uh, Clark Peters, Vanessa Bell Galloway and so on and so forth.
1: And her husband.
0: Oh, yes. Her husband, Condi Virgis Hall. But I mean, that's a
1: known actor in the industry, been around of, for years. That,
0: that That is without saying. And he is in every one of her films. Yes. <laughs> so and we like um, that. there was no we like that. Really
1: love. And him
0: because I knew he would be in it no matter what. Plus, her son is in it, Henry. Mm-hmm. So great family affair. And they're all talented. Absolutely. So Mom, why don't you start us since I've been talking a lot? A lot.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh,
0: what, what's the point of this podcast? It's but all right,
1: me, it's, it's this all. Is my, it's this is my. This is talk all the I time. I
0: ex- exercise my demons. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I'm well, be talking.
1: This is her day to ex- exercise hers. Yes. Uh, Harriet, um, this was a very. Um, it was a powerful experience for me. I saw it um, maybe last week, for last, and and I was just so the experience was was more than just the film on the screen it was it was also about the people involved in the screening with me cuz the thing about uh filmmaking and and showing films in a theater is that full on experience yes, of completely. the audience being in that dark room and having shared. it's a shared communal experience in the theater and and the thing that struck me about this film beyond the performances of all of the actors was the powerful message that it sent to all of us in the audience because because Harriet, the woman, and Cynthia who portrayed her in this way, she was so driven by her faith and her belief in God that it permeated off the screen. So what would happen as I was watching it was people around me were also in this almost like, religious experience yes, a lot it, was, of people it, it felt like i was in church watching <laughs> a it little bit yeah. because you had i mean people were responding to the the spirituals being sung yes. and how the messages were being passed like for example call a response what people what people don't understand about blackness in america is that those spirituals that people just take for granted were used as messages to get the slaves' attention and to get them to do something. Right. So that call and response was important for them to spread the word yeah. that this freedom is is headed your way, and this freedom. is what you need to do.
0: They say go- they used to say goodbye. They used right. to say there hello. Was, it was like a coded way of speaking. It was a
1: way of using the terms, and they also what people also don't know is. Even the quilts had messages in them that yep. that, that wasn't quilts displayed. Messages, yep. That wasn't displayed in the film. But I also know from growing up in South Carolina yep. what the power of the quilt was and how there were messages sewn into the quilts that were hanging on the lines. Your
0: sacks as well, because remember right. we went to um, the African American Museum in
1: uh, Washington, Washington D.C.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, there were sacks, and on the sacks were sewn in the history of of the person that was carrying the sack and right. what all their relatives' names were and what family right. and what 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 plantation, they came from because
1: we because of how slavery was in the the industry of slavery because these p- black people were so disenfranchised and separated from their families and it, their it communities, was the elimination they of had a whole to race and exactly code. so they had to hold on to some kinds of traditions of their families even when it was being stripped away from them because there was at any given time the slave master could decide well we're going to sell off your children. Or your wife is gonna be Separate sold your off, family immediately. You know, or your husband for whatever reason, just to, for us to make more money right. and build the foundation of this country that we're actually living in. So all of these things were happening, but what, what the movie did was communicate that back to the audience and people were experiencing that in a very spiritual like way. I had people that broke out into prayer they, and it wasn't yeah, just about the, me too. And, 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 and it was just this, I've never seen anything like it and they were connecting in a way. And even when people would start to talk in the film, the older people, our ancestors and our people that are older than us and we should give deference to, they would shut that crowd up. They were like, "Up, oh, hush baby.
0: Yeah, they shut it down. A lot. They would
1: shut it down. It's like we're watching this right now. This is about Harry. This isn't about you. And what's happening on your phone or your kid or whatever, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, there was it there was, there a, was a it was here. a very powerful experience. It
0: was and, very and,
1: But what I have to say is, I, I really thought that Cynthia did a, a fantastic Tremendous job. Tremendous job. She her nuances were just so. So powerful because there so was valuable. a lot of times that it wasn't what she would say, it was, but it was just her, her her facial expressions were very powerful. Yes, and 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 how she would deliver her lines were there were just you felt her her pain like yeah. when she would come back.
0: I'm sorry I missed her in the color purple. That's another reason why she was perfect to play this role, right? Because she won, oh she played
1: Celia. She in played color Celia. Purple.
0: She she that's how she, that's how she's going to become an egot because right. she won an Emmy, a Tony, and a. Grammy,
1: yes. Yeah, so she and she's she's gonna get
0: for all for the color purple.
1: She's gonna get it. So I think that um, just it was just a very personal kind of film in the way that it felt like it was really about Harriet's story, mm. and they didn't they didn't spend a lot of time telling it from other characters' point of view. It was always it was all from about her perspective.
0: Harriet. Everyone else was included, but like like you said, they were on the sidelines. And the right. brutality of it. If if you're afraid of the brutality of this film. It's more mental than it is physical as we've seen in other films so I would not um let that dissuade you dissuade you from coming to see it right it is quite an empowering uh piece of work yeah
1: see, it was it was just very and and you know it's visually communicated to everybody yes, you very you visually. know you know that they were enslaved people and you know that they were highly mistreated. Well, they would show scars and right. then there
0: would be threats by masters or or um, you you would know the fear. There were the cotton picking was existing and things like that. But but, unlike Django or Roots or things like that, Twelve Years a Slave, where we physically saw people getting whipped to death. Right. This this don't don't worry. This is not in here. But but and we see it for a brief moment in terms of like the brutality of it, um, on the plantation, and then she makes her journey. Right. So it was it was good in that in that instance.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I really like Janelle Monae's character.
0: Janelle Monae. I,
1: she's going to be a, has
0: she's been be a fantastic. Star. I can't wait to Janelle Monae is nominated for something, yeah. because quite honestly, from Moonlight to this. And she was in one of the film that was really good. Oh, I can't even think of it. I'm sorry I didn't mention her when I mentioned uh, all the people that were in Harriet. There were so many. She was one of the high points of the film.
1: Yeah, she was a she was a a woman, a black woman that was f- born a free, born a free woman, woman in Philadelphia, and owned
0: a um not a homestead. What do they call those? A boarding house.
1: Yeah, she owned like a boarding house she for other freed uh, enslaved people for that freed came. And enslaved people, yeah. You know that came there just that to came find north. shelter, and so. She just, her performance was really great and it was heartfelt. And, and she had those little quiet moments and those say, conversations that were really powerful. so
0: graceful about Janelle Monet. Right. She did it in Moonlight, too. There are other things that she was in, but she was fantastic in the way she portrayed her character. I, I, I don't know where this comes from with her, but she is fantastic. Oh, she was in Hidden Figures.
1: Yes, she was. That's
0: right. She was great in that, too. And she, she oh, no, she didn't. She was in also Homecoming, which is that Julia Roberts show on um Amazon?
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: haven't seen that yet either. But she, and she's done she's done voiceovers in like Lady and the Tramp and but other But she's songs. definitely
1: has an act if Real she just two. decides to stop singing completely.
0: She could definitely be she could a be triple threat.
1: Yeah, she could. She just could be a triple be threat. For sure.
0: Because she's definitely there's something so graceful about her.
1: Yeah. I, I I just loved her performance and even her 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 scene, her final scenes in the film were very powerful. Powerful. Just very powerful. Powerful
0: and and, and pivotal.
1: hmm For sure, because it, sure. it it moved the film in a in a in a totally different way. It moves it, yeah. And and and, and just her con- her banter and conversation with Cynthia's character of Harriet, yeah. were just so they were so, it was that quiet moment in the film where you needed to have those kinds of human it, it was the, connection.
0: It was the connection between a freed woman. And an enslaved woman coming together to understand who they are as women, Mm -hmm. and how they have similar similar fights in this world, similar ills, um, and yet they're they're two different women at the same time.
1: Right. And what I what I was talking to Tawana about earlier in the week, and I may have mentioned it to her today. Even I feel like this film is a love letter to black women. Absolutely. this, this this film was directed by a black woman. It was produced by a black woman. It starred this prominent black woman Stars and other black women in the women. film. And I think that it, it speaks to the journey of black women in this culture, yes. in this country.
0: Also, it speaks to the fact that black women save America time and time again. We save you at the voting booths. We take care of your children. Yep. We merge you back to health. Yep. And that's not just our people. We've done that for America. Yep. Yep. White man, white America. Time Absolutely. and time again. Okay, Absolutely. so we've been saving you for a very long time. So believe us yeah. when we say what we say.
1: I, I definitely, I believe that. And like I said, it, it it reigns true with Harriet and her her journey through this whole process. But I, I just. I really think that people really need to give this film a, a chance and really see it Definitely. just in the – because one one conversation that I heard as I was leaving the theater was between a young father and his son. His seven-year-old son looked like about seven – he was somewhere between seven and ten. Right. And this young father was saying to his son – because the, the son was so excited about Harriet – freeing all these people and going back to save people and, and, and right. fighting in the Civil War, you know, going into the Civil War and, and working with the troops and all that. So the little boy was so excited about it. And right. he was like, oh, my God, Dad, she saved so many people and she helped so many people. And the father said to his son, he said, not all heroes wear capes. Right. And it rang in my ears like right. like a bell because that's I was like, a that's a powerful thing. And then the father then started to tell him about other black people in our history that made such a difference like Nat Turner right. and Frederick Douglass who was also in the film they didn't really yeah. highlight Frederick too much but he was yeah, he definitely was, there he was in there you know and and they had a they had a kinship but you know Frederick was on a different kind of journey but the one thing that struck me was that the fact that the father took time on this walk right. from this theater yes and and I tracked them we literally walked together from the the door of the theater to the stoplight on the corner, right. and so I could hear this whole conversation. So he was just so thrilled to be able to tell his son about these black heroes and heroines mm-hmm. throughout our history because we don't get that in school, and a lot of people apparently aren't getting it in school still because no. white folks didn't know about Tulsa, right? And and how it shook up uh, the Watchmen series on HBO right, right. because. We're blinded of all the history of black people in this country. Absolutely. And, and for too long, it's been hidden and, and, and not being shared. And I we need to share it. Well, just, they, just the way we should. We, I agree. The Jews share the Holocaust and everything else. We need to. And if I see another fucking war movie.
0: About World How, War many, one. How many? Is that one two? It's always World War I. It's always World War One. They yeah. love
1: World War One. Well, because and,
0: that's when they were their greatest. But
1: I'm just like, get over yourselves. There's a whole lot more stories to be told. But
0: see, the, the problem here in America is, the stories of America of Black Americans are not told because then you have to grapple and have to explain your part in slavery. Right. And America and, has and not the old civil rights movement. Right. Well, that ain't, that Sorry. that that starts. That's, it starts with slavery, right, and then yes. moves into legalized slavery, right? So it's like um, systematic slavery, rather, I should right. say. So it's, it's, it's civil rights. It's, it's, it's prisons and prison reform, which what we have now. Right. It's, it, it, it balls into, it went from being, no, you cannot enslave people to, yes, enslaving people in systematic ways to prevent them from succeeding in ways that other people of other ethnicities can succeed. Right. successfully right. they can successfully get jobs that that give them uh promotions they can successfully be paid equal wages they can successfully be be assigned equal jobs those are systematic issues yep. that prevent us as people of color from moving forward and I say people of color because it ain't just us yeah, it's it's not a, just black and people. it's also women yep, so it's sure. like I got I got a double strike yep. so you know what 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 I will say what is fantastic about what you have said is absolutely black woman power in this film.
1: Mm, for sure. It's a
0: love letter to black women. Yep. And mm. this w- this film touched me so much. To piggyback off what you were saying with the father and Heroes Don't Wear Capes, um, this was a heroic journey from beginning to end. Yep. If you didn't know this much about her, and we didn't either, because we were watching that Sunday
1: CBS Sunday Morning CBS Sunday
0: Morning, before we saw this, and everything that they had said in that interview with the historians um, of Harriet Tubman, they exhibited in here in terms of this spoils nothing. She was a suffragette. She was a union spy. She was a nurse. She was an abolitionist. She housed and created a senior living facility Yep. for runaway slaves who had nowhere to go.
1: Right?
0: right? And, and this slaves. woman lived to 91 years old. So essentially, that's what, 1913? Yes. In the terms of, like, think of our, our terms of our sciences then, our medication then, uh, women's health. Oh, yeah. All these things. Plus, she essentially had somewhere, they're saying somewhere between epilepsy and narcolepsy, but if you, if you watch a film and listen to, like, the description of what her spells were, um, which really essentially kept her going and and allowed her to fulfill these promises of 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 going back and forth and and, and being one of the top conductors of the
1: Underground Railroad. Underground
0: mm-hmm. Railroad. Um she pretty much had some sort of ailments. So which she should have died from, getting her head split wide open to right. to form some sort of dysfunction. As a child. As a child, which right. would have created <laughs> Because right. she was like 25 or so when she started running, yeah. So you know she had lived an extraordinarily long just, life,
1: just amazing, and
0: fulfilled every promise she could along the way. Right. And also, I was, I saw an interview with Cynthia Rivo who had spent many hours with Harriet's descendants, her nieces, right? Because Harriet didn't have children, but uh, she had siblings and her sister's children. Um, descendants of those. The descendants of those children. Uh, still carry on today. And so she's had many, many sit-downs with them to understand the history of Harriet. And they discussed with her that Harriet, who didn't read and couldn't write, had a one-woman play, a right. one-woman show to fundraise for the senior living facility, basically, yes. that she had created. Right. So it, these are tremendous strides right. in a person's life. A person... I'm not even saying a woman, a person's life over these years.
1: It, it what, what spoke to me, and, and from the time I saw the the, the interview on CBS to the, the time I saw the film, was that I just feel like a lazy good for nothing. Like I'm, I'm totally not doing enough because considering what this woman did by right. herself right. to actually run a right. hundred miles right. to to try to get to freedom. Right. When you got dogs and crazy-ass white right. men running after you, trying to kill you, right. it, it, I can't even they imagine had, the fortitude that this woman had.
0: Recently, they had, if it wasn't this year, it was last year, there is a group called Girl Track mm-hmm. who inspired to uh, get women to walk, especially women of color, mm-hmm. um, to walk and and create this uh, healthy environment in terms of uh, community. Right. And so they did, I feel like it was last year, they did Harriet's Walk. Nice. Um, And it was a group of women, and it was, of course, their family was waiting at the other end. And they stopped and rested, I think, for one night or so, and then continued walking. Wow. Um, And it was a tremendous uh, emotionally- Oh, I'm sure. Filled, Mm charred effort um, as their family was all waiting for them at the end of the line. Uh, so it, I mean she's touched a lot of lives I also want to just talk briefly about the film please do <laughs> Harriet's fantastic but this was a film um so Cassie is one of my absolute favorite I said Cassie her name is Casey <laughs> sorry we're throwing off because it's spelled K-A-S-I and it's pronounced Casey so uh Casey who is one of my absolute favorite filmmakers uh really uses her, her skills in, a, in, in, in efforts that we've seen before. The flashback scenes in this were very reminiscent of Eve's Bayou, of Caveman's Valentine*. Um, her music, uh, Terrence Blanchard uh, did the music, of course. He's one of her uh, yeah, the score was fantastic. common contributors. Uh, which is why it, it very much seemed like so much of her other films. There was a lot of orchest- orchestral Oh, I cannot speak. Orchestral, yes, that's uh, it. <laughs> music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the problem is I speak too fast. I'm a New Yorker. Then forming my words, you know, it's a whole skill. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, um, yes, the orchestral music was was brilliant. But I also like a lot of, as we said, the spirituals. Yeah.
1: Uh, that moves the, the story. The
0: the, 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 the Negro spirituals, as they would be calling them, um, that moved the story forward. Um, Then there were um, imprints of Nina Simone, who's also another activist and heroine in her own right. Yes, she was. Um, They played Cinnamon at one time, which was very brilliant. It is a wonderful montage. Uh, Had me singing. That was the only time I was like speaking to film.
1: Oh, through the film (laughs) to to the
0: to the screen. That's new Uh, for you, asshole. That's that's not new for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you said, I had a I had a woman beside me. It was a it was a Latina woman, and she was praising Jesus in 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 languages that I didn't know of. Right, <laughs> I felt like she was speaking in tongues. She probably she was. She was speaking in Spanish at one time. Yeah. she was doing the whole thing to herself. <laughs> so I think that when you look upon um, Chris Toll. Is the cinematographer and he's done a lot of war movies. Okay. Uh, so you could see his vast influence on this. Uh, he would do a lot of epic stuff that that felt like, you know, the sort of like um, the open vistas that we would see. Right. The so those, I'm I'm those sorry. I said Chris. Um, I meant John Toll. John he would, Toll. Okay. He's done The Last Samurai, Thin Red Line. Uh, Braveheart, uh, he's done a bunch of Sense8 stuff, so you get the picture. Right. Um, so that's
1: why you saw those open fields? That's why there were a lot like of open fields, like a
0: lot that. of running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia Revo said she must have run miles. <laughs> <Right>. I'm sure. <laughs> Which was also something that Casey wanted. She wanted someone who was athletically fit and small, because right. Harriet Tubman was a small woman. Right.
1: She was like five feet tall. And
0: so you would have to be like sort of five feet tall and, and pretty spry to have made it through right. all of this sort of act, active movement right. for years. And so ha- uh, Casey, Cassie, Cassie did a tremendous effort in, in pulling all the elements of filmmaking together to make this a viable piece of work. Right. That is essential and accessible for everyone in America. Right. Cause she is an American hero. Yeah, for so sure. So hi- highly, highly, highly recommend that you go see this. Yes. I will give this an absolute five for me. Yeah, it's a five for me. Um, I knew what I was going into, so I knew this was going to be what it was. And so I was quite satisfied when what I received.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely delivered on the promise.
0: Anyone could go see this. You do not have to be black. This is an American story. I will reiterate that more times than I need to. Please go see it and
1: take your kids
0: and take your children because this is a family film. Yes there's no nudity. there's hardly any like true there's a couple scenes but no nothing brutal, no brutal violence. nothing Not more that,
1: than those video games your or, kids are or watching. anything more in Terminator. right.
0: okay so this 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 is this is appropriate for them to see and this is a good place to start a historical conversation that does not exist within their school.
1: Right. And, and guess what? Harry is going to be on that $20 bill. So get ready for that.
0: Right. So please, please go and enjoy Harriet.
1: Absolutely. Let's move on.
0: Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. The uh, much-awaited sequel to The Shining by uh, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Uh, years following the events of The Shining... A now-adult Dan Torrance meets a young girl with similar powers as he tries to protect her from a cult known as the True Knot who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. Dr. Sleeps, directed by Mike Flanagan, uh, starring Aaron McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, who is amazing in this. He was Rose the Hat. I love her. She's been yeah, in like Mission good. Impossible. She's been in a lot of things. This young little girl, I believe her name is Kaylee Curran. She played Abra. Yes. Abra Stone. Um, Cliff Curtis. Yes. Everyone's favorite Kiwi. Cliff is doing his thing. He's doing yeah, a lot he of stuff.
1: Was. I enjoyed him in this role, too.
0: I enjoyed him in this role. Many others.
1: Shout out to you, Alex. This yes. is your boy. This
0: is, yeah, this is one of his boys, actually, because he was in Once for Warriors. Yes. And that was like one of the most brilliant films. Right. I've seen out of uh, New Zealand. Um, Mike Flanagan also did, uh, he wrote The Haunting of Hill House, which is on Netflix. Um, he's done um, Gerald's Game, Hush. Oh, wow.
1: Though, though he
0: was an editor on those. so He edited Hush? And he edited this as well. Wow. Dr. Okay. Sleep, which is, how do you edit your own film? Wow. Um. Yeah. He had some things with uh Oculus, uh Ouija, uh the oh, so second he's, one. He's Org- definitely in his wheelhouse. Origin of Evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's definitely in his wheelhouse in terms of like kids and horror and right. and the occult, I would assume. Um do you want me to me start? Yes please. Uh so I am a huge horror fan. I'm probably the horror fan on this podcast because yes, no one am. else really likes horror. Alex is a punk and Vaughn is, is, is a quarter of a punk.
1: I um, watch the shows.
0: He watches it, but he's a quarter of a punk. He doesn't really want to thrill
1: enthralled, enthralled with everything that comes on the screen. It's a horror movie.
0: Yeah, I am. But like I said, quarter, of a punk. everything. But she I,
1: literally sees everything. I see
0: every single thing every. that is supposed to make you jump. I will see the, I just saw the countdown like a couple weeks ago. Was it fantastic? Eh, it was okay. But if you like horror, it made me jump. So the jump scares are worth it. Eh, whatever. Go see it. Um,
1: <laughs> On to a better film.
0: <laughs> On, On to, to a sleep. better film. <laughs> yes. Um, totally, totally love Shining. I think I used it as one of my favorites in one of our previous horror films. Yeah. In our horror. Like, it was probably last year in our Halloween favorites. Yes, you did. Um, one of the most amazing things I like about the Shining series. I should say, because now it is a series, right? is the music, the yeah. sound effects.
1: The sound was incredible. The sound
0: is absolutely incredible. And we
1: saw it in Dolby, so it's We even saw it
0: better. in Dolby Cinema, so yeah. it's even better. Um, shakes your chair, the constant, um, the, the music, the constant pulsating, um, really, really, really act to immerse you into the film, especially the pulsating. That pulse, first of all, when you see things in Dolby Cinema, the chairs vibrate, so everything that they're trying to get you to feel comes through your chair. So that pulsating yeah. was crazy. And
1: you would hear every little snap, every little creak, every, every little breathing sound. Right, you would Whisper, hear it all.
0: Rain. Mm-hmm. There were cricks. Yeah. There were bends. There were smashes. It really just it had me like turning my head left to right. Like what? what oh, and this it is it the sound. Be, and it was.
1: And the way Dolby does it is it comes from different parts of the theater. Different parts of the so theater. So you would hear if she. Turn the key. You might hear it on your left side, yeah. but then if she opens the door, you might hear that on your right side. Right. So you're you're constantly absorbing sound from different places, from different
0: places, and you're absorbing it into your body. Like I said, the the vibration under the chair. Um, you'd have some wind coming from the left, some rain coming from the right. It's crazy and definitely worth the experience. I mean, for sure. Um, if you go frequently, I highly recommend you get their a list because then it would be affordable. Um, if not, and you just want to go see it for the night, it's a little bit of a pricey ticket, but, you know, it's worth it. Consider it a date. <laughs> Get some popcorn, call it a night. But it, 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 it was amazing. The shots were planned so well. Um, they had a lot of very, like, really brilliant overhead shots that I really, really appreciated. The, the sort of first initial shot of them panning down from this bird's-eyed view onto... Um, onto an RV park, amazing. So the cinematographer is Michael. <sighs> I always take a breath because I'm gonna mess up this person's name, and I <laughs> apologize. Um, Fimonari, Fimonari. Doesn't say where he's from, but
1: what else has he done?
0: Fig Fimonari. He's also done The Haunting of Hill House. What is The Haunting of Hill House?
1: It's all about that right it's now. It's all
0: about that right now because the 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 invisible man is in The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, he plays one of, he plays one of the twins, the brother. Um he's done Before a Fall. Um To All the Boys of Love Before. I don't know these other films. But uh, oh, he's done Fast Color, which I never got to see when it was out. Okay. But am um, not sure what it's about. Um Fast Color was really interesting. It w- it was about a woman who goes on a run with her superhuman um abilities and it was all people of color. Got so it. it was all like blacks and it was uh, it was it was actually uh Mbatha-Raw whose name okay. you hate. Yeah, I heard her name. Um be. yeah. <laughs> but it had Lu- Lorraine Toussaint and her daughter Sanaya Sidney, who was the girl from uh what was the vampire film we liked? With uh, the guy from Saved by the Bell.
1: The show, The Passage.
0: The Passage. So that little girl, Sanaya, is from The Passage. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so he did Fast Color, which was, didn't get a lot of press, but apparently was a really great film. I didn't get to catch it because it wasn't in the movies that long. Got it. But anyway, uh, I digress. And <laughs> move back on to this. Um, like I said, overhead shots were really great. The whole retro feel to the film was fantastic. They flashback quite a bit, but they flashback in a sense where they didn't show the original footage. They created new footage with new actors who had the exact nuances of the pr- characters played by previous actors. So, yes, they did. Great Jack job. Nicholson's part was played by another actor, um, and he, whose name I'll look up in a minute, he had really brilliant nuances.
1: He was nuances. E. T, by the way.
0: Okay, he had really brilliant nuances. Yes, he he did. And then there was an actress who played Shelley Duvall, she had all, all of. She- if you closed your eyes,
1: you would have thought you would have
0: thought it was Shelley sunny. Duvall. For and sure. Actually, her movements were very Shelley Duvall-esque.
1: Absolutely, the whole time. Yes. The whole time, and that brings us back to the haunting of Hill House, because the uh, the guy who played Jack Nicholson's character in this film is from that series on on Netflix. Is he? Yes, he is. I had no idea. He is. He he plays uh, one of the one of the kids. So, does it? It all comes back. He's one of the adult children He's from the, the show. He's one of the adult children. And it all comes back now and they and they brought it all to the film. He was sensational playing a younger Jack. He was Th- Thomas Yes.
0: Dow- Downing?
1: He was he was in ET. He was in ET,
0: was in E.T. as well. Yep. he was the little it. boy. Doesn't say
1: In that movie that I hated.
0: But it just so says it just mentions him as the bartender and he yes. was the only bartender in the film. That's him. But there's a, there was a young kid that played a young Danny. He was really great in it. Yes. His name is Roger Dale Floyd. Uh, the guy who played Wendy, I mean, the woman who played Wendy was um, Alex Esso? Mm-hmm. Don't know her. But these, they, they were fantastic in terms of, of really just their speech, their gestures, their tone. It was really great. And so the cap, the comparison could be made between both films, even if you hadn't seen the previous Shining. Um and I really thought that added to a sense of nostalgia, and, and it really sort of immersed you in a lot of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And
0: so I thought that added to and it. And they
1: recreated a lot of the sets from the original Shining in a way they made them look distressed and older, but they yeah. still brought that same but feel to in it. In the
0: flashbacks, they had that that very fresh carpet that mm-hmm. that the the movie opens with the carpet.
1: You remember it It It
0: opens with those hexagon shapes with the little the little dots in between um, and him rolling down on his big wheel down the hallways and and running into the various uh, haunted haunted entities that lived in the Overlook Hotel. hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, But I loved how they blend old and new and yet still kept it fresh for this new audience. This was a fantastic film. Not overly scary, where you got to keep your hands built, uh, uh, in front of your eyes the whole time, but kept you totally intrigued for a film that was two and a half hours long.
1: Yeah, I, I so didn't it, feel that at essentially all. Essentially,
0: you're in the theater for three hours, and we did not feel it.
1: Yeah, you didn't feel. You that didn't at all. feel
0: it. It f- it moved, and yet still had slow, slight moments, which I felt akin it to the original Shining. Right. Um. That that whole vista scene in the Shining, where they go. Over the mountains, and over the Rockies, right. and over the water. All that was done in this as well. Still felt beautiful. That beautiful, loud, windward section, the horns, the violins, mm-hmm. all that was in it. And I, it, it Aaron McGregor fit right in. Ewan McGregor. Ewan? Ewan. So what, what's wrong with me?
1: I don't know. It's that, it's that chocolate stout you drink in there.
0: Oh, well, then I'm going to drink it. He but was good in this. He was very good in this. He was and very good, um, the little girl too. Loved uh, her. Uh Ebra.
1: She gave me black girl magic all she day. She did. You did say that in she the movie. She was black girl magic all day. All day. She had every every facial expression. She got all the attitude. Uh, she was
0: Kaylee Corinne. She is her was name.
1: everything. And I also love the performance of the little boy, the baseball player. He was also in the movie The Room.
0: He's been in a lot of stuff. He's
1: been in a lot of stuff. He was also in the the recent um uh,
0: his name is Jacob Tremblay.
1: Yes, Jacob Tremblay. He was also in the re- Ruby recently as the little boys. Um,
0: he was in Wonder. He was in Room. He was in Before I Wake. He was in The Predator.
1: And the new, the, the, his latest film was the, with the Little Boys. Oh, Good Boys. Good Boys. Yeah. He he is an actor to watch. He, he is, is going is. to have a future in in acting. He if is. He, if he stays in it, he was his, in the Book of Henry too. Yes, he his scenes were. He had. A very pivotal scene in the film, he did. and he he was he stole he was in I forget every that. scene. He was he was so powerful in that, and and I I am looking out for that kid. Yeah, I think a, he, he's gonna do a he's lot. He's a
0: tremendous little Canadian actor. Yeah, to I think he's
1: gonna do a lot. I'm I'm looking because he he has the ability to jump from comedy to some really serious drama. He has
0: depth yeah. in such a small little body.
1: Yeah, for sure. So it's
0: just like. It's hard to believe because I feel like the kid doesn't age because it seems like he's the same age the whole time. Right. And he's like 12, 13.
1: Right. But he's 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 growing up on screen. And he's so growing up on I screen. I think it's interesting to watch him. And I, I feel like between him and that little girl. Yeah, Kaylee. They have the ability to do some things. So. They have the
0: ability to do some things. And she's done she's done a few things herself. But she's she was definitely a force to be reckoned with in this.
1: Oh, and also from this she film. She is a newcomer, though. The father in this film – was the husband of Harriet Tugman in Harriet. Was he? Yes, he was the husband. He played her husband. That was the, that's the connection between Zachary Momo. He was the husband of Harriet Moonwalk. in the film. And so I think it's it's really cool that
0: He was, he was John Tugman. Yeah,
1: he was the connection in the films. And How it, crazy I, is that? I think it's really cool that that happened but Cause we didn't plan it that way, Mm-mm. but I think it was uh, it's yeah. kismet, I guess it would say, yes. but you know, this was one of those films that I enjoyed and, and I didn't know what to expect really. Cause the shining was a, was a special kind of film. I didn't really always get the shining. I've had to watch it several times over the years to really get it. Have you? But this film also helps you understand it more.
0: I think it does. I think it helps you understand what it was, what kind of entity it is, Right. um, uh, the people that exist within it, what it does to a person, also because um, when we see the original Shining, they tell us what it does to a person, and, and 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 what happens, and 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 all of the 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 ills, I guess, of being
1: of having magic,
0: of having magic, but of being it it, it spoke the original Shining spoke a lot about what it is to be a man. Who has a family? Mm. Remember, that was a lot of that, yeah. and is why he drank. Um, and the, he felt to and me, the, the it. And cari- the seemed
1: like his family was more of a burden to him than right. His actual it seemed joy. like his family
0: was more of a burden to him. And in this, I will expose this one secret: uh, Dan does share his father's afflictions. Oh yeah. And so they speak about that again in the Overlook, and that was a very interesting conversation. Um, And so I think that is also a good link between the two. Um, We met a couple people in the lobby who said it stayed pretty closely to the book.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because
0: Stephen King did write a sequel called Dr. Slate. And
1: and Stephen King actually didn't like the original He didn't write
0: the original Shining because Kubrick left a lot of things out and then elaborated on some. But it's nice that they embraced a lot of The Shining within this and still were able to keep a lot of King's originality. Right, and so this was a well-crafted film that I could watch again.
1: Oh, I, w- I could definitely watch it again because
0: it was it was very
1: good. The only scenes that I did not like,
0: right,
1: were the scenes with the woman from Mission Impossible.
0: Yeah,
1: her scenes where she was flying around, where she was going to where the girl was. Right, she, I didn't like that part, but because it was too much CGI for me. Okay, but. Once it settled into her having the conversation with the girl, right? I was getting say it, they it do became, explain why it she's became doing that. Very real to me, and, I, and it made sense. And but, she only
0: flew around like that one time. Right, they but show it, us that was
1: a long sequence of that. It, it felt a like long and it was a little. It was a little. It, it kind of took me.
0: But when she to arrives to the little girl, right? But once
1: she got there, they explained
0: why she's doing the things she's doing. I was in it,
1: yeah, was in it. and and, and it, I felt like they were just. It was it was film language of them trying to really communicate that she to communicate had her the power to tell commu- yes. what all that you know tell you you know tele- transport herself transmute herself yes, to other, other places. places and I, I i feel that and and i, and I like we, how they did it in, with the other ones i
0: like how they did it as well when they i like how they explained everyone's sort of like their power powers mm-hmm. and these aren't like powers like superheroes they're sort of metaphysical right powers right. that we all seem to kind of have. Right, it's all about what's in the mind. It's all about what you also focus in on. So sort of like when you have that deja vu effect Mm -hmm. and it's really just a previous dream or something, you know. And so they sort of elaborate on how everyone kind of has a little bit of The Shining. We all got The Shining. We all got The Shining, but. I know I got some. Highly recommend this. I'm gonna give this one like a four and a half five too. Yeah. This was a fun movie week, Yeah, couple weeks whatever, for 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 this series, for this episode. Yes. Really, really enjoyed it. Thought it was tremendous. Highly recommend you go see both films. You will not be disappointed. Right. I'm you down with it, You will not be too. disappointed. So listen, thank you so much for sitting in and listening to us gab a bunch and Thank you, Chauncey, for giving us some good sound. Yes, Chauncey, thank you so much. <laughs> Chauncey's a little shy, but it's alright. We appreciate that. <laughs> So um, thank you for coming out and listening. Make sure you you really... I'll start again because I've been drinking. If you like this episode, (laughs) please be sure to like, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. That is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, where we host. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify.
1: Tell Where we also post, Spotify. tell your
0: friends to tell a friend yep. that we are on Spotify under beer. hashtag BBM Podcast.
1: Be a bourbon in a movie. Be a
0: bourbon in a movie. Don't forget to use that hashtag if you'd like to talk to us or uh, send a tweet or send a post on our Instagram page or just ask us to watch something or try a bourbon or a beer. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Next episode, episode 55, The Good Liar with Helen Mirren and the Korean social It's called The Parasite. Thriller.
1: The Parasite.
0: The Parasite. Yes. Everybody is about. We can't ignore this any longer.
1: Absolutely. We're going to go see it.
0: Once again, this is Beer Bourbon. And a movie. And a movie.